0: What Radio, the music you want. With your host, he's Dan. It's Doc Radio, you're on the air. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. Today on the program, ooh, Heston Cleveland. Heston Cleveland's a music producer out there in California. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about what Heston Cleveland is into. And you have that to look forward to in the next few minutes in your ears. This week's public shows let's see, Thursday night, I'm at the Old Post barbecue and in uh, Russellville, Arkansas, that's the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, you're the stars of the show. It's family friendly. I am your humble DJ, and uh, I'll be spinning, you know, some uh, family favorites, some some clean stuff, so it's a good after-school treat for the kids. They have the best barbecue on the planet, in my opinion, over at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. They also have frosty beverages for the adults in case you care to imbibe. That's from 6 to 9 at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. And then on Friday night, Friday night, my usual Friday show is at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. That's the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. Whenever I'm around, It's probably going to be karaoke. I'll have it there. It's available. You know, I'd like to DJ for the people. But, you know, some people like to sing. So you can sing if you want to. They got a full bar. Now, this this show is not for the kids. This one is... An over 21 party. So that's the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Starts at 8 p.m. They got the full bar, the kitchen with the burgers and the pizzas and the chicken wings. They also have 10, count them, 10 pool tables. There's a pool tournament on Friday nights at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Out on the party patio, they got shuffleboard and foosball, darts, giant Jenga game checkers there's always something to do over at the rab while you're waiting to sing with little old me yeah and then saturday night Ooh, saturday night i have a private party you can't come i mean unless you're invited but you know i like to party with the people a private party i think it's out in if i'm not mistaken it's in pottsville arkansas yeah not too far away from where i'm at in conway arkansas All right, party people, it's time to talk to Heston Cleveland and find out more about what he's doing in the music biz, calling Heston Cleveland now. (laughs) time. <laughs> Heston Cleveland, please.
1: Speaking.
0: Fantastic. It's Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. How's your
1: day? Ma'am, I got up this morning, so the start of the day was good and it's beautiful.
0: Well, all right. Well, it sounds like you had a story to tell. Heston Cleveland, give the people a little idea of who you
1: are. Well, first of all, my name is Heston Cleveland. My friends call me Hess, H-E-S-S. I was blessed to be born to the legendary William Cleveland, which was Bill Cleveland. And my mother had the golden voice, Carrie Cleveland. I grew up in a household of musically inclined people. My dad played... The keyboard and the drums and I guess back then you called it the synthesizer. So he was literally a one man band. Yeah. And my and my mom had the golden voice. And you know, to tell the truth, I took it for granted. You know, I mean I could stand to listen to it, and right. actually, I thought they were pretty good, you know, but I heard it every day, you know, every day, all day. my dad had a a studio garage, I'm sorry, a garage studio, <laughs> yeah, and uh music all the time, you know, I got a glimpse of how good they were when they auditioned for um house band at the claremont hotel
0: and where is that
1: that's in berkeley in the berkeley hills it's a big beautiful old style hotel all right uh hess yeah
0: heston cleveland you're a california man when were you born
1: California, Oakland, California.
0: And when was that? Oh man, you gonna have me tell my age? Hey, I'm fifty years uh, old. I'm happy about that. I- I'll shout it from the hey, route You rooftops. know
1: what? You know, you know what? Well, uh, you right. You right. Uh, I'm I'm fifty six years old, born in nineteen sixty three.
0: Excellent in California and you grew up with some talented parents. So, growing up, usually kids just want a mom and dad, but you had you had a, I would dare to say an exceptional mom and dad. So tell me what you took away from your parents. You you took away from your dad his synthesizer skills and then from your mom her golden voice. How did that affect you? <laughs>
1: as they say in church, uh make a joyful noise <laughs> that's what I could do. Excellent. No, but seriously, I used to I used to DJ. I like it. I was I was a pretty good DJ. Sometimes I would go with them and set up and I would perform in between uh their sets. Okay. you know spin a few records yeah but uh what, what i tried to start play doing the this saxophone?
0: Uh, early 80s early 80s all right all right so yeah uh, the the early days you were playing as as the the background music for for the band say the band did a 40 minute set you took that twenty minutes, and you and you showed your skills on the ones and twos.
1: What was your equipment like? Well, it was to tell the truth, it was top of the line. I had to, you know, the Newmark mixer and the uh, twelve hundred turntables.
0: Ah, techniques—the
1: best, the standard, the gold yeah, standard. You know, I was pretty good. I, I was good enough to wear... Too short. Uh, I auditioned for him. Okay. Too short. Very respectable rapper. Yeah. The only reason I didn't get the job is because he took, we hung out all day because, you know, uh, in Oakland, we're around the same age. You run in the same circles. So I knew him already. Right. Right. But he hung out with my wife at the time and my son. And you know, we walked outside, he said, Hess, you're good and I'd use you. But come on man, you know you know what we do after the show. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I just put my head down because I understood he was looking out for my my best interest. So you're because, saying he's living uh, the fast life, maybe?
0: Supersonic. <laughs> Wait, that's not that's not too short. Supersonic. I know JJ Fad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, all three. I mean, he would, he could, he could drop a shoelace, and they would fight over it after the show.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's it's kind of hard yeah. to have a, a family life if you're if you're hanging around with a crowd that's just uh, you know maybe living a little faster than you want it to be. So what did you say to Too Short when he turned you down?
1: I didn't understand at first. You know, um, I was kind of hurt, but after you know the excitement died down and. I thought about it. He was right. Hmm. He he was right. You know. So so I, I so, respect him. So
0: Heston uh, Heston Cleveland by by the early eighties, you were already a married man with a child, or or you were just dating your soon to be wife.
1: No, this was uh, late eighties when that happened. Okay, and. My son, I was living as a family man, and we didn't get married till ninety one but we were we were living together eighty seven eighty eight
0: <laughs> I'm not completely familiar with the california laws, but i I believe that's common law already
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 so good, all right, yeah well, so, uh, yeah, so you know um so then you know I I didn't DJ for him but I DJ for a couple of local rap groups. I don't think any were nationally known but one was pretty popular um Ascari X Okay. And they he was real they were really militant and they were affiliated with uh the loonies and drew down and oh and mac Dre. Yeah. I, I, I you might have heard of him you know mac Dre.
0: so they weren't internationally known but they were known to mar- rock the microphone yeah oh yeah yeah they got stupid yeah. i mean outrageous <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i'm just playing Heston yeah. cleveland all right <laughs> let's take it back a little further all right you, you you grew up with a talented mom and dad but uh you know how was the school life growing up in 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 uh California
1: Um you know it was it was typical you know I was a a semi popular uh teenager I uh I was a, a semi athlete I ran track and, and I was I was pretty good you know I was I had a small reputation You know, you go to the track meets and you hear people whisper, hey, he's pretty fast, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, I I hung out with the athletes. But then I grew, you know, I, I went to a high school that was out of my living area because my father was a probation officer. Okay. And he didn't want me to go. To the same schools as his clients, you know, so that got me into a different school. I went to the school that Tom Hanks went to. Okay, you know, so um, was he one of your classmates? Oh no, Tom Hanks is is quite a bit older than me that's and what you. I thought
0: that's what I thought. Okay. So what, you say you go to Tom Hanks uh, High School. I mean, what kind of uh, residual effect did that have on the school and the people? Nothing. Okay, just, <laughs> didn't affect just, you absolutely at all. <laughs> okay, I just threw it out there. So you say you were track and field as a young man. What was your your yeah. uh, your your favorite thing to do in track and field? run fast run fast run far or no, run fast i, I, short ran,
1: distance? I, I ran i, I ran the 100 4 by 100 relay okay so mostly the short distance but you were
0: pretty good at it and the kids all thought you were kind of fast but you say your dad yeah. was a uh probation officer at this point uh did he get yeah, out of the music yeah. business by then
1: no he was they that was his uh work job and his fun job was, you know, performing. They would, he would do the regular nine to five Yep, and he would come home and go into the studio. You know, sometimes my mom would go back there, the band would come and they would rehearse for up and coming shows or he would have a studio session.
0: That's what you're doing. You know what uh, you're doing, yeah. S? You're dropping knowledge on people. You know, the, the entertainment business can be good, can be uh, can be lucrative, but uh, for the most part, uh, the money's not steady, and you may not have uh, insurance. So dad had the day job to take care of that, take care of the family, make sure he had a steady job. Yes. And then the fun job, hey, he did some music. So, you, all right, continue. Yes,
1: it, you know, but... Knowing my dad, he would play for free. If it wasn't for the lights and and the water, he would play for free. Because back in the day, they would have what you call jam sessions, where it would be at a particular spot called a hole in the wall, where musicians would come and just jam.
0: That is something I mean, that still happens be. today. Usually on a Sunday night right here in town, Conway, Arkansas, we have a, a jam, the Sunday night jam over at TC's, where a bunch of bands, from a bunch of people from different bands get together. They learn from each other. Is this the kind of situation that you had?
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, no, no money would be passed around. You just come in, shake your hand, and sit down.
0: That's not unusual, ladies and
1: gentlemen. They would play, play, play. And then my mom, you know, it's just my mom and I now. So out the blue, she'll recall some stuff or throw up something uh, that I'm supposed to remember. (laughs) And she'll go, "Uh, you know, our friends would come over and... Your father would get on the organ or the piano, and start playing. And first thing you know, we singing all night long.
0: Oh and how did that affect young Hess as a child hearing all this good music in the house?
1: You know what? I- I'm gonna tell you the truth. I took it for granted,
0: as you said. Like, like
1: I was saying, like I was saying when they auditioned. At uh, the Claremont, at the the Berkeley, there were some groups, man. Right. I'm like, oh, shh! It's no way they're gonna win this, you know, because it was it was a it was three it was three days, and bands played all day. Yeah. You know, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I could remember midweek, I'm running in the house running. He says, um, "Are you going to be around this weekend?" Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. Yeah. He says, uh, "I need you to come with me to set up. We got the job." And I'm like, "Oh man." So you okay, can do a little you know, I was kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't by choice. <laughs> I get it. He told me. <laughs> he told me. You know, but I'm like, hey, you guys, yeah, you guys are pretty good, you know. But I just, to tell the truth, like, um, I started this campaign last September. Right. And I, I, I separated myself from my mom and dad, you know. Mm -hmm. I just listen to the music. (laughs) They're good. I mean, really good. And the more I talk to people, the more they tell me that, man, your mom could sing. And I look, you know, I look at her and I go, you can sing. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll approach someone and ask them for something, and they'll say, sure. And I'll go, man, thank you. <laughs> and they'll say, man, your mom's royalty. She deserves everything. And now I'm at the point where, yeah, my mom deserves everything. And, of course, that's my mom, so... I'm not going to hear no. No, you cannot tell me no, man. You're not telling me about my mom. No, (laughs) you're going to do this for me, you know? So I didn't know. I didn't really know what was going on when uh, we signed the the distribution deal. Right. I was not. I was all pumped up, you know, he they announced it on Google, Terry Cleveland reissued, you know, in the bio and everything. And I got all excited. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." But then 2 3 months later, he's coming out with somebody else. And I'm like, "Hold on, man. My mom, w- what about my mom?" Uh, well, Now, don't get me wrong, Carrie is this and that, but I'm a record company. Right. And this is what I do. So, you know, reality hit me. And I said, well, I have to do this myself. So I, I started. And I learned that a lot of indies are, are are doing it themselves. Okay. So I met a few people on Twitter. Well, you know, okay, let me go back a little bit. Go ahead. I I realized that I I was truly blessed because my mom and dad, I never, my dad never hit my mom. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would have disagreements. My dad never left the house they they were they were always together, and then they shared the common goal as musicians. So my mom and dad loved each other. they both loved music, mm-hmm. and I loved them yeah. so. I have the American dream for his family life. <laughs> I'm leaving the Beaver. Okay. Gee <laughs> Wally. I mean the American the American family life. I, that hit me. I'm like, you know, this is a story. Yeah. And after forty years my mom's album is selling. Okay, so and this I'm is something like-
0: that you brought you brought to light just recently over the last year or so. You're bringing back yes. your mom's music, and you're you're she's getting kind of a revival. So that's fantastic, man. That's that's something that that a son can do for his mom. Now, is she still around? Yes. Okay, I think I just found a picture of her that you had tweeted out. And she, you know, she was a beautiful lady. She still is a beautiful lady. That's fantastic. Yes, she is. And how does she feel yes, about her her young man, her, her little boy all grown up that uh, is helping to, to get her music back out there on the
1: streets to the people? You know, Quietness is kept. She doesn't really say, she doesn't shout it to the rafters, but... She's proud of me and she'll tell me and I'll hear her on the phone. uh, Let me get my son because she'll start telling somebody and then she'll come get me to finish. I mean, this ride has been crazy. I mean, it's to the point where she's making a comeback
0: yeah now does she still have she's, the ability to to get out at least to sit up on a stage and maybe sing a little bit of what she uh used to do 40 years ago 40 years takes a lot of, well, a lot of hurt on somebody
1: i'm i'm I'm, a, I'm prejudiced okay you know so i'm gonna say yes but in reality
0: yes yes brag on because, that one you
1: know my mom, my my mom is seventy eight years old. Yep. So I had to come. I had to come, and I asked her, "Mom, I'm not going to force you. Now you know what I want you to do. <laughs> do you do you want to do it?" And she said, "Yes, let's do it." Yeah. So I had, um, I befriended uh, somebody on Twitter and they had, um, a podcast, a weekly podcast on Wednesday, um, blog, talk radio. And he set up where she was, she could sing. So she sung, you know, over the phone on the podcast. And I had a few people listen, and they said, she can sing. She still can sing. How beautiful. But, is you know, I knew it because we go in the car, and we listen to her CD. And she sings along with the CD, and I'm like, she still got it. So I befriended um Brian Hammer Jackson I don't don't know if you know him but he has a morning he has a morning show and his claim to fame is 150 million listeners he has a he has a worldwide podcast and I befriended his producer uh huh And I asked her, you know, is it possible I could come on and do an interview? And I sent her a few articles and a couple of the songs. She said yes, you know, so I come on. And Brian, he saw the picture of my mom and he's like, oh, my God, your mom is gorgeous. You know, he went on and on and on and then he goes seriously Heston are you guys seriously thinking about a comeback you know it's it's a cold world you know musicians are are, are dangerous mm-hmm. you know i i, I explained to him i said man that's my mom and i'm not going to let anything happen to her but you know a long story short you know we became we became friends where I call it I could call in any time and talk to him. So I had promised him the next time I called in I would have my mom sing. Yeah. And we called in and she sung and he said quote You know to tell the truth, I didn't think you would be able to do it honestly, but you proven me wrong. Yeah. You still got it. Well, that sounds like so, some,
0: some high praise from Brian the Hammer Jackson. Good job. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> you have to look him up.
0: No, I did. I mean, I'm looking you, at him.
1: You, yeah. You're looking at him. Okay. Oh, you're fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, um it's you know, it's funny how the internet works because back in 1980 This is the same music, Mm -hmm. you know. It wasn't 40 years old. It was was new.
0: You got a whole fresh Uh, set of ears to listen to the great classics, man. What we call classics is brand new to these kids, and they're going to take it, and they're going to freshen it up. They're going to be on their ones and twos, their digital wheels of steel, the DJs of today,
1: you know, just like you did back in the 80s, man. You know, I'm learning that because this this is all new to me, you know, and especially my mom, we we're, we're talking about now we're talking about my mom, yeah, yeah you, you know, and it it's it's hard for me to fathom that because this is my mom. Yeah,
0: the great Carrie Cleveland. I'm looking it. at a poster of her uh, appearing at the Bancroft Street Lounge, and this is back in July 2 of 1980. You know, it says, no cover. Uh, come on over and see the creative set. Carrie Cleveland, the song stylist.
1: Did you Do you have the one with uh, uh, Bobby Blue Band?
0: No, I haven't seen that one yet. But I do, you know, I'm, going I'm, I'm to, looking at some, I'll, I'll some great you. posters and your mom, she's a beautiful lady. My goodness. And I, I haven't had the pleasure of listening to her yet, Not, but I certainly will after this podcast is over. Uh, I will uh, uh, treat myself to the song stylings of Carrie Cleveland. Now, did you have yes, any yes. any other music in, inclinations when you were a young lad besides the uh, DJing? Did you ever p- play some music yourself? No, no, no. So what did you do no, in your life? I, I was, How do you do, uh, what do you do to to uh, thrive and survive, Mr. Heston Cleveland?
1: Well, what I do now. Or what you do Okay, did then. well, before, what I did then, you know, I went to school and I landed an interesting job. I was a doorman in San Francisco Union Square. Huh. Well, you know, I didn't have to have any skills, but people. And I know for a fact that I'm I'm very personable and I have a hell of a personality and I can intermingle in any setting, any setting. Right. And that, that's not bragging. That's just telling the truth.
0: No, you seem like a nice so guy. Said, You're talking to me. It sounds great. You're telling the story you. of you and your mom, uh, for that matter.
1: Yes, yes. and, you know, um, the people, I'm, you know, I'm bumping my head, feeling my way around Twitter, trying to promote my mom's music, not really knowing what I'm doing and how to go about doing it, because they... They keep saying if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. But I'm here to to argue. I'm an opportunist, and the door opens, I step through. Mm-hmm. You know because it hit me. You know I got a story here, and so I start inquiring about a movie because it's it's a movie. I grew up in a, a, a household where my mom and dad had something in common, and we all loved each other. My father passed in 94. Oh, rest him. Yeah. Now, check this out. I'm missing, you know, how you play with the phone, and all of a sudden, a Beanie Baby popped up where it was sold for quite a bit. And I kid you not, in my room, I can open this drawer, and I have about 40 Beanie Babies 20 years <laughs> and older. So, so when did I ran that start? in. when did you start collecting Beanie
0: Babies then?
1: My mama did. My oh, mama did. Sweet. And so, you know, I ran in the room. I'm like, Mom, look at this. Don't you have this one? It was. It's called Princess Diana. It's a purple little ugly little beanie baby. Okay, and it was worth it was worth twenty five hundred. What? And she hollers, "Oh, I got that one!" So we pulled them out and we were looking and googling them and looking. We did that for about three hours. <laughs> so she goes, "I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed." I'm like, "Okay." So, jokingly. You know, I'm still looking at old stuff, and I said, I laughed. I said, How much is a Carrie Cleveland album worth? Mm-hmm. And it said
0: $450. Would you stop?
1: <laughs> and I remember seeing a box in the top of my mom's closet. And I'm like, Mom, that's 50 albums, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I could add, I could, do, I could, I could do math real good. So I multiplied that, and I'm like, "Oh shit!"
0: Well, the thing oh, is, me. yeah, the thing <laughs> is, you got to, uh, you you can't put those albums out right away because that's going to drop the price. You put them out one at a time, one at a time.
1: I love Put it. one on eBay. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, so I had a friend that I had reconnected with that was in the music and he asked me, he said, man, are you still DJing? I'm like, no, man, no, you know, well, I was managing a a reggae group. Okay. I still, I still dabble a little bit and I really met them. I didn't know anything about reggae, but I kept going over to their house and the name of the group was Rankin Screw and Ginger. I like and it. Ginger she was she was the the keyboardist. And Rankin Screw was the vocalist. So I go in and it's people in the living room and she whispers, Do you know who they are? I'm like, no. She said those are the wailers. And I'm like, wait a minute, oh, oh, oh. Bob Marley Whalers. You know, because I only know there? like, <laughs> right? You know, cause I only knew like two or three groups, right? And that that was one of them. I'm like, oh my god. She said, "Yes, Rankin's the house band for the Whalers. Whoever comes to town, they look him up." Yeah. So. I, I met the whalers i i met don penn i i met the great Frankie paul you know just hanging out and
0: uh
1: it, you know it i i he he's really good but he's practically an unknown so I started, you know, promoting him like I'm doing with my mom. So I got I got my mom and Rankin screw. And I found I found my my niche, you know. um, Now, what year is this? This is last year. This all started happening real fast. Yeah, it seems like this last year has been
0: a whirlwind for you.
1: Yeah, you know, let me let me let me let me keep this in in, in order. I apologize Please. for no, jumping all no before. No, no problem. Uh, um, so you know, my friend, he took an album and took it to a store in Berkeley because Berkeley is known for vinyl. I mean, you would go to a record stock- store you could buy and sell vinyl. Yeah. So he put a couple in for me on consignment and he said he was hanging around the store and all of a sudden this guy calls and says, oh my God, you got a carry Cleveland album. Yeah. Where did you get it from? And he goes, I know the son. So he calls me And says, man, this guy wants to talk to you. So I said, give him my number. So a week later, he called me. And my mom answered the phone. And she brought it to me. And he goes, "It was that Carrie? Carrie Cleveland? Uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. So he says, I want to reissue the album. And I'm I'm, I'm like, okay. You know, we weren't doing anything with them.
0: I don't don't know uh, about uh, that. You you have 50 albums that are pretty close to mint, and they're pretty valuable. What is a reissue going to do to the value of that record? Do you know what that's all about?
1: Nothing. It's not going to drop it in value at all because... It's still 40 years old. Yeah. It's 40 years old. And I joke and say no fingerprints.
0: Yeah. You say they've been sitting in a box for quite a few years. Sitting in a
1: box with with plastic, mint condition.
0: I mean, I'm looking at a picture of your beautiful mama holding one of her records right there.
1: Yeah. Um. I took her to. This is this was this was a this was a story where she realized this is really going down. My son lived over by uh, this theater, and it was a guy that bought and sold records. So I say, Mom, come on, let's go, let's go to this store. So I took two albums and we walked into the store and you know I go hi how you doing um you buy records he said yeah so I put one on the counter and before I could turn it around he stumbles back and he hits the wall and he goes that's a Kerry Cleveland album where did you get it from and I'm short, but you know, my mom is shorter than me. Okay. I, I stepped to the side and I pointed to her. And he goes, Oh my God. It's you. Yeah. It's you. I thought you were dead.
0: Well, and how? Did, how did that make your mama feel? I mean, being recognized after all these years.
1: You know, she just now started to realize, hey, this is something. Because we've done, we've, uh, did a, a couple of news, uh, station interviews, television interviews. So we're pretty popular in the area. And I have a shirt, I have shirts with, the album co- picture of the album cover on it. Yeah. And people go, I've seen you before. <laughs> and and then they'll go, where's your mom? And I'll point to her and they go, oh my God, you got a beautiful voice. And then they comment on, oh, you got a great son. He's they, She said, they they say, how many people kids were wearing the picture of their mom <laughs> you know so i kind of laugh about that well it sounds but we sounds, go play sounds like
0: your mom had a you know had a great effect on quite a few people uh, in her lifetime and and it looks like your mom and dad i mean cuz i know he produced that record uh, he i mean that what a great team they became i mean what do you know of their story uh, growing up
1: That's what, that's what I've been, that's what I've been preaching. They were great parents. My dad was the neighborhood dad, you know, because I was an only child and we had a pretty tight knit neighborhood where we would meet up on Saturday, go to the park and we would Play street teams, you know we would we would play the next block over in football, baseball, or my dad would load us up in the in the van and we would go to the beach we would we would go everywhere, and I have friends still today like uh I don't know if you know of him uh sway dj sway pretty easy
0: to look him up and yeah, I, he's I, a, i'm pretty uh, sure I, i've played a few of his his tracks i i know he's got uh, uh what has he got oh my goodness he's got like some dance music uh that i've played over the years uh
1: well he he he, he used to be de- rapper for stations and he does a, a a morning podcast now in New York. And he was a television DJ for BET one hundred and six in Park.
0: That's where I've heard of him. Okay, that's that's yeah. where the name is familiar. And now I'm looking him. I'm looking looking him up here. American journalist, yeah. radio personality, executive producer, and rapper known as Sway. Yeah,
1: yeah. And anytime I needed anything, he would. He would help me out. And I asked him, I said, hey, it's Jonathan White, why are you doing that? And he said, Heston, I, my father wasn't in my life, and your father took time out with me. Oh. And that meant a lot to my brother and I. And, you know, it, it brought... It brought tears to my eyes that my father affected people like that because, like I said, he was the neighborhood dad. And I'll see my old friends, and they'll share a story. Remember when this? And we would laugh, laugh, and they say, "I miss your dad, man." And I'm like, "You, I miss him." Yeah, you know, I was I was talking to my oldest friend he, i've known him for 50 years and i'm tell i was telling him about the music and he goes man i've been there since day one and i'm like you have cuz he lives two doors away and he heard the bass in the studio as much as i heard it you know uh, and is it's, you know it's just funny how the internet has made it so much better for good music to be shared because I'm I have met this last year I have met so many good people um, I didn't when I first started I didn't know what I was doing uh, people would go I'm gonna tag you yeah and i'm like what's tag what's that it's what you, know, you do so man I had it to, helps
0: spread the word i've been retweeting you know, some of your Google. tweets all uh, for the last few uh last hour or so
1: yeah you know i'm good at it now but i didn't know started last year <laughs> and uh RT. What the hell is RT? Yeah,
0: that's a retweet. You got that right.
1: Yeah, well, you know I know that now, but when I started, that's how I started. I didn't know. <laughs> so I met this I met this one young lady named Kimberly. We talked in uh in the direct messages and she says, "I'm going to help you fix your page." 'Cause I had um my picture with a bunch of money behind it. She said, Take that money off. You need to be more commercial. Right. Maybe put a picture of your mom behind you, you know. So I went on and did that. And I put my twin my 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 pin tweet there. And I I messaged her, and she says, that's beautiful. That's (laughs) what I'm talking about. So then, you know, she told me to rotate stuff and make sure you have your mom's music in sight, you know? So, I I started reading different people's pages, seeing what they did, and I would ask, so how could I get my mom on your podcast, or How could I have you play my mom's music? And I would send it to them. And at first, you know, they wouldn't accept it. But then all of a sudden I started growing because I was stuck on like 200 followers for quite some time. Right. So I started following, 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 following. And then, I saw uh, this contest, and I was thinking, well, my mom, music is old, and these people probably don't even listen to this music. So, I put what I thought was her best song in the podcast, I mean, in the uh, contest, and Friday morning, well, Thursday night comes... And they said, congratulations, you made it into the top 40. How sweet is that? You know, and I'm like, that's beautiful. So I had a doctor's appointment and I couldn't listen to the show. So I messaged them and I said, well, can you please tell me what place my mom is in? And they said, you can see for yourself. And I sent them a picture in the doctor's office. Yeah. And I said, Well, can you please tell me I have I can't look, you know, I'm 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 waiting for the doctor. And they laughed and they sent me she's number thirty.
0: Whoa. With you know, bullet.
1: so sarcastic sarcastically I said, uh, is that good? <laughs> You know, and he said, Come on man, we get over a thousand submissions a week. Yeah. Your mom your mom plays number thirty her first time. That's amazing. And you know I'm like oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, they like it. So, I got, my chest got a little bigger, so I put another song in. Yeah. And then that went to 23. What? And I'm like, they like my mom's music. What's not to like? you know, but I mean, see, that's where it comes back to, that's my mom.
0: Yeah. You don't know her like you know, that. That's just it. She's just your mom. You don't know she's Guess a superstar. Mom.
1: No. So, long story short, two weeks ago, her song placed number one.
0: Yeah. How does that number feel?
1: Number one. I laid in bed and cried. Yeah. I cried because... I know what it meant to my father. Yeah. If you knew my father, you would cry too.
0: Well, I know you from what you said, your dad was a great
1: dad, man.
0: Took you out to play and took the neighborhood kids out to play. I mean, it looks like he he made some time for you. Whether he was working the, the day job or trying to do some studio work, he still made time for baby Hess.
1: Yes, he did. And, and you know... I get so emotional talking about him because I know how how blessed I am. That's why I'm pushing this campaign. Uh, it's nothing that's going to stop me. I look at Spotify. My mom has over 300,000 streams right now. Is slowly growing and growing, and people have inquired about a biopic. You know, um, uh, a movie. And I jokingly said, "This is a lifetime movie." Well,
0: I mean, if not even that, if it's a documentary, if it's a movie somebody's going to put that story out there and it looks like you are going to put that story out there you're pushing that story you know i and i have my own little online radio station uh, you know who knows what that can do but i'd be honored to play your mom's song of course uh, you know uh, i i want to put it on rotation uh, on radio What.com
1: for sure man well you tell me what i need to do to get you to do that
0: Oh well just to say, if you if you want to send me the songs that's fine at keysdan@aol.com at but I'll I'll text you all that man but uh okay I'm learning about you uh Heston Cleveland And through I I mean the, just you you became a good person because of that man and you had the pride it, I could hear it in your voice the, the pride that you have in your mom and dad and, and you know any other family members that that you have in your life that that have helped you along the way or any other people that have helped you along the way, Heston Cleveland? Well, truthfully, no. <laughs> He's a self-made
1: man. <laughs> you know, um, I'm a, okay, I've always been the person that would start something and not finish it. Right. I give up. But you know my dad was my best friend. Yeah. I was the I was the best man when they remarried. You know, um Well tell me about they that. Got married they got married twice. Oh, all right. You know, so my dad asked me to be the best man. How sweet. You know, uh, even as my marriage was failing, you know, because that's all I I just wanted to be to be them. You know, um, I had one son, he had me and I just wanted I just wanted a family like that. But it wasn't it wasn't meant to be at that time. So, you know, my dad died, and I still think of him. And when this came about, I knew how my dad loved music. And like you said, it's pretty good. So I dedicated myself to making sure the world could hear his music. Yeah. Well, and sounds like they made a good team, what, man. You know, that what that's what consumes me right now. I wake up promoting. I mean I I'll, I'll email radio stations, send the MP three, send the artwork, wait for them to message me back right now. I could honestly say my mom's music is playing all over the world. Yeah. Well that's and the thing about this know, internet.
0: Every song ever made pretty much is out there. Uh if not on, it's on Spotify, there. it's on YouTube at least.
1: Yeah. And you know, I had no idea that my mom music had been on there for A long time. Oh, yeah. Where where it been playing, people been buying her music off of eBay. Collectors have it. And we had to fight to stop people from from streaming it, you know, and getting paid for it. So uh, we had to go through that, you know, a season as this. I, I guess I'm saying it right. Right. And was your mom um, able able
0: to collect some of the money that that she's due? I suppose from all the the sales and the the streams.
1: You know, it's, it was a minimal amount. It was it was really small. Now the the problem I'm having now is I rushed and we signed the contract. Mm. Not knowing what we got into. So now I'm I have to go through the distributor myself and in order for us to make some real money we have to do record signing parties where my mom authenticates the record.
0: See, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said reissue. That's going to devalue your records, man. And, and what are you going to get from that? What is your your mom going to get from a a reissue? I I, I know the record business can be shady, man. And sometimes it slaps you in the face, man. And it sounds like that's what happened,
1: H- Hess. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what happened. We signed a contract where. We get fifty fifty after expenses,
0: right? Which means you're gonna you are going
1: to get know, zippo because fifty is going to be expenses. Yeah, you know. So I've been hearing that, but I, I I I tell my friends I can't, man. I can't let that stop me. It's not going to stop me. So the record company says. It's worldwide, but it's not worldwide because we live here in the Bay Area right? and it's only a couple of record stores that have access to my mom's records.
0: Well, I mean, if they got Apple iTunes or or Spotify or any of those CD babies, they can get them.
1: She's um, on all uh, digital platforms. Right, on all digital platforms, but like streams, you're only getting like point zero zero eight
0: better than zero, hopefully, everybody yeah. streams and puts that uh puts that song on their playlist on their own personal playlist, and that way it just keeps playing and playing and playing, man, get your mama some money, you know
1: well. We're averaging a thousand streams a day now i've been you know I've been monitoring it,
0: yeah
1: you know because it's my mom yeah. and i i do i do everything i look i we've been averaging eight hundred to 1, a thousand streams a day, not too shabby now,
0: I don't have a song that's doing that <laughs> go get you,
1: know, you know um. The fast money comes with the hard copy sales I'm learning. Right. So, I told the record company the other day, there's no law about me buying a record, is it? And he says, no, but I would prefer that you let the record stores buy them. I'm like, no, man, I'll buy them, and I'll put them in the record stores myself. Now, I I got one record store... Shout out to Hercules Records yeah. in Berkeley. Represent. He's gonna be he's gonna be our flagship store. He's going to host a record signing party at his store. My mom is gonna perform one or two songs, you know, a a short set, Heck. and she's gonna sign records.
0: Well, yesterday was Small Business Saturday. I encourage you to go to Hercules and support that small business.
1: Oh, I do. I talk to them. No, no, I'm talking to all the listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all listening? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, like, that's another thing I want to talk about. The people that have approached me. And shared their love and advice and knowledge to me has been amazing. Excellent. Like one uh, radio station, I asked him, you know, I say, can you play my mom's music? And he said, Heston, I, I love your mom's music but I can't do it. And he wouldn't tell me why, but he did, you know, he retweeted my whole page and did a bunch of stuff. And I said, I asked him his name and he said, uh, Arthur. And I said, can I call you Art? He said, sure you can, Heston. I said, Art, why did you do that? He said, man, because I love my mom like you love yours. Oh. You know, and just this week, I um, did a deal with uh, J.J. Kane, New Music Review, where she plays the music, Africa, Asia, Hmm. Canada, Brazil, London, France. She has uh, radio stations all over the world, and I see uh, uh, Art Art uh, on her list. You know, because she emailed me all the the radio stations that play. You know, that's going to play it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I message Art. I say, Hey, Art, I finally got on. Your playlist, you know, and laugh. <laughs> and he, la- he laughed and he says, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. But I figured out that she has an exclusive contract with all these, a lot of radio stations, a lot of them that I've been emailing trying to get in that wouldn't accept me. But now I know why. So you know it's 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 funny I met uh you know I noticed who follows who when when one person likes something of yours, ten of their followers are are like it mm. so I met this lady named levy Perry she's a female vocalist from London, okay. And I talked to her, and I went on her page, and I pulled up a song on on Spotify, and I'm like, "Oh, she, you you can sing, (laughs) you know." And I'm like, "Oh my God, you really can sing!" And I told her she sounded like Barbara Streisand. Wow, that's high praise. That's high praise, you know. And she says, Thank you, but I don't think so. And I'm like, Okay, well, that's my opinion.
0: <laughs> well, she's very hard on herself, that's for sure.
1: You know, oh, yeah, she's a beautiful lady, a beautiful person. I haven't heard her voice. All I see is the black and white writing from her. Mm. And I consider her a friend. Sweet. She always looks out for me. I always greet her when I see her online. It's a few people. It's a few people I met like that. Like I met a, a guy. His real name is Kale, but his Twitter name is Future Guru okay. One Hundred. Okay. You, if you look at my page, you've probably seen him on there.
0: I'm sure I'll find him.
1: Uh, his, uh, genre is hip hop, yep. but I like what I read on his page and I asked him, could he help me? And you know, he, he, he says, man, this is a business. If you're not willing to spend any money, I, I can't help you. You know, so I understood that, and I sent him an article from a guy named named Tim Harold. Mm-hmm. That I gave him. He did a nice article. I sent him uh, an original copy, and people were like, "Man, you crazy! You spent a lot of money." Yeah, you crazy. I'm like, I I by any means necessary. And I really liked what he wrote. Yeah. So he goes, Oh, okay, so you serious. I'm like, man, I'm I'm not playing, man. This is my mom we're talking about. You're gonna you're gonna hear me say that a lot. This <laughs> is my mom. It is your you mom. You know you gotta be you
0: know you gotta be careful, man. This this record <laughs> business, I don't know too much about it, but I know it could be shady. We've already it's, said that. It's
1: shady, yeah. You know. I've been burnt a couple of times. Don't don't get me wrong. I okay. bumped my head.
0: Yeah, hopefully but, you learn from that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so future guru, he listened to the to the to the music, and he goes, "Oh my god, man! The band is 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 on point. Your mom's got a golden voice. I'll help you." Yeah. So he knows the music industry. He knows it backwards and forwards. Um, so I was. He call, he told me, oh, man, you need to call in to the podcast and and see what we're about. Right. So I call I called in and I I met the co-host and you know we talked a little bit, and I kept in touch with him because you know you go monthly. So, I think the third or fourth week, I said, man, uh, I have that payment for you in a day or two. He said, man, you know what? I don't want your money. I'm going to help you, man. I see big things coming. And I'm like, wow, really? He's, and I woke up that Wednesday, and it their podcast post said, talking today to heston cleveland music manager about the music business
0: oh well that sounds like a win
1: it was a win and you know he did they didn't know how familiar i was with uh a lot of the rappers here in in oakland because you know a lot of a lot of rappers come from oakland like, you know, Two Shorts, Sway, E-40, uh, a bunch of them, and I know them all. Yeah. And they were like, man, you know all of them. I'm like, yeah. And then I met quite a few because of my work. You know, I like I said, I was a doorman in Union Square, and every year in February they had the big music convention, the Gavin Convention. Uh-huh. So I mean we were one block from the main hotel. So a lot of rappers and singers stayed at our hotel. I met Pebbles <laughs> um uh uh
0: um
1: Guru, I'm at Run-DMC. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh LL Cool J. Yeah, a lot of West Coast right there. Yeah, you know, uh EVE.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: of course, well, I knew um Tupac, you know, I knew him. Yeah. And uh Money B, uh Screw. crew, uh did a couple of songs with money B so I hung out with them you know I was I had you know I know a little bit about the music industry but I really didn't know the behind the scenes and the marketing part
0: right as a DJ in the 80s you can you can learn the music I mean I started DJing in 86 of course I haven't given it up I'm not giving it up I'm not doing it (laughs) I'm gonna keep going
1: you know what? I sure wish I did. I sure wish I did. I, yeah. I miss it, but You're you know, not too old for this. I I lost interest when they went to CDs. You know, once they got rid of the vinyl, I yeah.
0: just couldn't.
1: I couldn't see myself DJing. Oh man, I was good. My hand-eye coordination was. I mean, I'm I was show I was a show DJ, I, man, I'm I was good. I had a reputation. If uh, I was I doing I don't think party, I was the
0: best, but uh, you know, I, I gave up my techniques back in '99. I I knew how to go <laughs> one and two, but uh, you know, right. I did CDs one one party and I didn't like it, so I, I went to MP3s. Right. Man, now you know, now I use the MP3s with the controllers. And that's that's the way to go because you can you can get the songs faster and and you can get more variety. That's what the kids want more variety. You know, when when you were a DJ with the uh, with the vinyl, you you had a couple of crates, and that's all the kids were going to hear that day because you didn't have anything else. You had those two crates of music, maybe one crate.
1: (laughs) No. I had six or seven crates. Ah. I was tired. I was tired at two, three in the morning. <laughs> you better
0: believe it, man. If you got to put- hump all that stuff by yourself. I mean, uh, yeah, I used to take maybe one, maybe two, and I think maybe three crates at the most. But uh, for the most part, it was maybe two crates.
1: <laughs> man, you know, I, de- I dj so much that I would play a game. Pick a record. Right. Okay, they pick a record. I say, "Okay. Give me 40 minutes. Where do you want this record to play in this mix?" <laughs> you know, yeah. Then it, it was easy. No, I'm not going to put it at the beginning because right. that that's too easy. Right. Tell me the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th song just to like that. And yeah, I mean, that's I to, go, to let them
0: know that you're doing it live, of course, man.
1: Yeah, you know, I would do that, and I say how long you would want each song to play. I said I can play thirty songs in fifteen minutes. Get out of here! No, watch me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you technically, technically, it's fifteen songs an hour if you play them all the way through. But yeah, yeah that, but that's fitting a lot know, of little little bits. In, in those yeah. in, in those fifteen minutes, that's for sure
1: and you could you could snap your finger to the rhythm through all of them. I wouldn't miss a beat.
0: I used to play a game where I'd keep it all at one twenty eight a minute or one thirty five a minute and the whole party would be you know three hours of one twenty eight a minute and be like is that the same song you've been playing all night long? Right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they be tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Put a slow jam on for me. Okay, no problem. We got. Yeah, that. let
1: me sit down. You know, uh, <laughs> I would do stuff like that, and but you know, like to show you how popular my dad was. Yeah. Uh. Tower of Power used to come by the house. Yeah. Now and then, talking. believe it or not, Envogue came to the house. I believe it. Why would you lie? That's beautiful. Yeah, because I sure don't want nobody to call me and tell me you lying. Uh-uh. But no. They came to the house, and it was a a, a, a short story my best friend played uh, baseball. Yeah. And, you know, we would sit, we had a, a a good seat, you know, a special section where all the player family would sit. And so, um, the lead singer for Vogue was married to one of the players. So, I sat two seats over from her, and I go Cindy and she looked at me and like you know okay you know you know my name but you know of course I know your name you're in vogue right but I said you remember me and she looked at me like remember what I said you used to come to a uh a, a garage studio in East Oakland I said your manager name was Charles, <laughs> and she looked. She said, "Oh yeah!" And we start talking and laughing. Ah, uh, you know, my dad. My, my dad was uh, before his time, and I had a I had a friend that my father taught how to play, mm-hmm. and he wrote a couple of songs for Too Short. And he says, "I want you to come with me to this to, to the studio. It was at um Sausalito and the Sausalito's the island off of the Golden Gate Bridge. All right, you know, and it was a state of the art studio, so we go there and sit down and too short was just staring at me." Now, you know, I know him. So I'm like, man, why are you looking at me like that? And he said, Your dad still got them record cutters. And I just fell out the seat laughing because my dad, I don't know where he got them from, he bought two record cutters. Uh huh. And he called himself. <laughs> trying to press records.
0: Okay. That's what I thought a record cutter was. I've never pressed a record you myself.
1: Said, you know, uh uh oh man, he was like, he'd come give me come and check this out. And it would it would play, you know, but then it eventually it would slide all across. Aww. He said, I'm getting better, you know, I'm getting better and i laugh, you know. And it was funny because Too Short remembered that, and I just got a kick out of that. I'm like, my dad really had an a, a influence on you guys, because like my friend that he taught, he taught two, he taught three of my friends, and all of them have a platinum record by one way or the other. That's great, man.
0: Well, it sounded like your dad tried to, tried some things, man. Uh, you know, before there were CDs, there was records. So yeah, if you could press your own records, you, you might be able to put something out independently. But uh, I don't think that was always an easy thing to make your no, own it vinyl records, man. <laughs> you,
1: you know, because it was, it was almost like how Motown was. You know, uh, you come in... I could sing, um, here's my record, can you play it? Right. And you, you know how long, how many DJs uh, for radio stations heard that line. So uh, stepping out of the box, I could relate to them. Okay, yeah, just leave it there. I got that a lot because,
0: And when I was working on the know, radio in Miami. I got that a lot. Here's my yeah, record, will you play don't it for wanna
1: me? Be- you don't want to be rude yeah just leave it there i'll get to it when i get to it
0: well you know so. for the for the most part especially when i was working on one station where it was only a, it was a mom and pop owned a station mm-hmm. i was able to play almost any song that was ever put in front of me you know if i thought it sounded good i would put it right on man no problem and that's that's what I like, man, I miss those days. I'm, I you know now it's all corporate, and there's a reason that that guy couldn't play that song on the radio. It's probably because he was corporate radio and he didn't have the opportunity or the freedom to play
1: your mom's song, you know? right. But then you know what? You have to take in consideration, even if you had the freedom. Did you have the time?
0: There's always time, exactly, man. There's always time. I throw it on rotation. Shoot, uh, you know. You
1: know, <laughs> I, I'm having a issue because I only have two ears, and I could, I could, some, you know, being a DJ, I could hear two different songs at the same time, but not much more than that, and. Like I was saying, literally, my mom's music is being played all over the world,
0: and that's where we're—that's what we're talking about—is your mom, and, Heston Cleveland, and, you're talking about Carrie Cleveland, and even Bill I'm Cleveland. About, you know, I'm talking
1: about my mom. You know, and I'll my day. My, uh, my day starts at. Okay, I'll give you the rundown to today. Go. I got up at I got up at four thirty. Okay, I got up at four four thirty this morning.
0: <laughs> Before uh, the sunshine came up, what did you do?
1: Oh yeah, check check uh, my my messages on Twitter. Check my emails. Uh, see who played my mom's song. Commented and thanked them for playing it. Yeah. And then uh, I would get tagged for an up-and-coming show. Now, the problem is a lot of people you have to trust, but you least want to hear one show, you know, to make sure that they are playing it. Now, I have, I have put my foot in my mouth a few times. <laughs> Man, I thought you was going to play my mom's music Yeah Hest- Heston It's been in rotation for over a week Yeah, that's Sorry. the thing
0: uh, My my internet station it, it tweets Every time it plays a song So you'll know You'll know when I'm playing your mom's music <laughs> You'll know when it's on RadioWhat.com Because it'll tweet right at you
1: Right, you know That's what I've been asking a lot of them I say, can you uh, tag me when uh, you play the song?
0: Well, a lot of people don't have that technology. They, they'll be able to play it, and sometimes it'll right. tweet, but you have to set it up to tweet at somebody. So, I mean, that you know what's funny? That future, that future Guru 100, he, he already <laughs> tweeted at me. He's following me on Radio What Twit. How about that? <laughs> Here we are talking about him a little bit.
1: You know, because that's you know I met I met him about four months ago,
0: yeah,
1: and we have the same common goal, and that's that's this music, you know he has the same vision I have because we we sit up and talk like how you and I are talking right now, yes, and He's, he has more knowledge of the music industry than, than I do. And he tells me, man, this is what we need to do. Are we going to get your mom Spotify up, her YouTube up? And I'm like, okay. Because, you know, my mom has a video of Northern Soul Girl dancing.
0: yeah,
1: And... It's a, it's it's pretty close to six hundred thousand views. Excellent. You know, and I would tell you another thing. I met um, Paul Paul Ben. He was the lead singer of the Platters.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, when you've been around as long as us, you start to meet people. It sounds like you you've met some people along the way. So what? This is, this is on Twitter.
1: This this has been in the last month. Oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, he followed me, and I followed him back, and I I messaged him. And I said, well, you know, I looked him up. I'm like, the platters. Wait a minute. The platters? Yeah, the platters. And I Googled his name, and it said all that. And I'm like, oh, man. So I text him. I said, man, thank you for following me. It's an honor. Wow. And he he texted me back, no, it's my honor. And so, you know, uh. I run and tell my mom, mom, how uh, to uh, 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 the pliers, and she starts singing the songs. Oh, they sung this when they sung that when they uh, sung this. Uh, one. Uh. So we started looking at his page, and I DM'd him. I said, um, "Man, my mom loves your music. Man, she wanted me to ask you were you still singing." And he says, "Man, I retired this year." You know he had he spent time with me, yeah. and so he says he does a, a Saturday Chronicle um, podcast in the morning,
0: uh-huh.
1: and you know he was he was he politely was telling me he had to go, and I'm like man it was a pleasure talking to you maybe I could have my mom on your show one day. How sweet is that? And 30 minutes later, he messaged me back. He says, forgive me for my ignorance. Your mom sings. And I'm like, man, I thought that's why you followed me. (laughs) And he says, no, man, I just saw your face. And you look like a cool person, so I followed you. Yeah.
0: You know, truth you be know, told, what- truth be told, that's why I followed you, man. You seem like a cool person. Here. And I saw Carrie get Cleveland in your background there and I went, "Huh. Carrie Cleveland? Heston Cleveland? That's pretty cool. Let me get to know a little bit more about Heston Cleveland cuz, you know, Carrie's famous, but Heston, you're pushing, yeah, I mean, you're you're pushing her music, but you're also pushing other people's you're you you're starting to uh to do this East Oakland music management what yeah. are you doing with that
1: well i like you say, I'm pushing my mom's music so good I'm making headways. all my friends are looking at me. I got a lot of friends that are in music now the the, the plan is to have my mom sing again. Right, and I have I know a few musicians. I have a friend that's in two acapella groups, and I, I, I'm like, "B, where are you?" He says, "Man, I'm in Germany." I'm like, "Get the out of here." He <laughs> said, "Yeah." I'm like, "Wow, you know, we, my mom and I went to see him perform with his group in Germany." No 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 no. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> you know in Oakland. In All Oakland.
0: right. Well, that's in good, Oakland, man. It o- sounds like your your management is is primarily helping your mom, uh, and hopefully it expands a little bit, and you can help some some well, you, other people along the way as well.
1: You know, it's it, you know my mom said that she said you know you're good, you need to do that. Yeah. So I I picked up uh, my friend Rankin Screw. Yep. Which is. I don't know why he's not famous, but now that I know the, the music industry, I know why. It's because he's tried to do everything himself. He performed, he writes the lyrics, plays the instruments, does the business. It's no way a one human being could wear all them
0: hats. No, there's not. There's only You can only get so far by yourself. They need a Heston That's Cleveland. It. They need a music manager. Just somebody to, to give a little push to, to be the mouthpiece, man, because you can't drive all over the place. You can't make phone calls all the time. That's what they need a, a manager for, you know, because they're busy creating. They're busy making the poems, making the lyrics, to make into songs. You know, and you are going to help to sell that, man. And that, that, I think that's your next, your next stage in life. You know, yes, you're putting your mom out there and, and so good that she's getting some airplay and hopefully she makes a couple bucks off of that as well. But, but Heston Cleveland, I, I think you need to take some more people under your wing because you got a passion for this, man. You do.
1: I do, you know, and Rankin Screw, he, once I got in, he said, What I tell you five years ago. Didn't I tell you that you would be good at this? Didn't I tell you? And I'm like, yeah. Because you know it's fun. Because okay, to get through the door, my mom has okay, my mom is the trailblazer. Yeah. I didn't cut down the weeds, I'm leading the pack with her. Mom that logo, that picture on that album. Is literally known all over the world. They'll, they'll look at it and go, that's Carrie Cleveland. And then when they hear the song, I I just step back and wait for the, oh, my God. <laughs> so,
0: so she's your first okay. client, man, but you're going to have more. Mm-hmm. There's more on oh, the yeah. horizon for Heston Cleveland. There's more.
1: Two days ago, uh a woman I I met befriended on Twitter. I like her music. Yeah, and she told me, "You're doing you're doing hella good." <laughs> if I had a promoter like you, I'm like, well, I like your music. Send me a song. Let's we'll, let's see what happens. Yeah. So I put pick, I picked her up. I got three other groups now, but I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it kind of small. Uh, because, uh, this is, this is my mom. Enough is almost overwhelming. Like I said, uh, I just signed for her to get on radio play all over the world. Not one, but two stations. And, Another guy I met, he gave me this 222 flagship songs where it's 222 podcast, radio, magazines. Yeah. And I'm on 51. And I'll send six songs to each one that fits my gender. Because you know, like I got one rap group, I got the reggae group, and then I have my mom, classic soul, disco slash R and B. Excellent. Some of them take, some of them take just one, some of them take all. So I'll get an email. Um, what's the name of the artist? And did you send the artwork? And I have to ask them, oh, which, which one? You know, so it's it's it, it, it. I'm still not as organized as I should be, but I am having fun. Yeah, I am. I am. I am having a lot of fun, and I, I'm I'm still humble, but I'm I, I guess you could say I'm confident because my mom is royalty. I've been told that too many times and especially from overseas. London, right. France, uh, Australia. I met a uh a, a young lady on Instagram where she messaged me and you know we went through the small talk. So where do you live? She says, uh Germany. And I'm like, you up really late. <laughs> and she goes, how do you know that? And so I told her, I said, well, I'm managing my mom's reissued album. And I talked to a lot of people over there. And she goes, what's your mom's name? I go, Carrie Cleveland. And she goes, oh, yeah, she's a legend. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: like, what? Do you know of her? Yeah. I love her music. Uh, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, here we go again. You're talking about my mom. (laughs) You're talking about my mom. And I look at my mom, and I'm like, I remember you singing. I think you sound good, but to hear somebody else say it, it just it just amazes me. And I'm like, they're talking about my mom. Yeah. And my dad. Oh my God! He was he was the best key, uh, keyboard player. I ever heard. And
0: he's the one doing the the synthesizer on all of her tracks, right?
1: Every instrument.
0: Right. He did it all Every on synthesizer, word, all keyboard.
1: left hand, right hand. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to before you okay, he had a heart attack. Oh. In December. Yeah. All and keyboard. he lived yeah, and he lived to March. Oh. He would lay in bed when, because like I worked swing shift, so I would be home during the day, and my mom would come home about four thirty, and you know I would leave about two.
0: This is your doorman job you were doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. and he would say, uh, "Set up the keyboard for me." I get up and set it up. And he would play, and he would bring me out of my room, and I would just stand there with my mouth open. And he had this smirk, and I'm like, "Man, you bad!" I just shake my head. <laughs> uh, he was real. He was really good. He had an entourage. Everywhere he went, he had an entourage and at his work and as a musician. Right. My dad was a was a was a leader. Uh take charge type guy and he would make you feel like you were the only one in the world. Now, I didn't realize that until he died because I I'm 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 about to switch it up because I was addicted to a few things, unfortunately, I'm I, I'm afraid to say. Hmm. And I'm just saying this to tell you a story. Okay. I got off of work because I kept my job because I wasn't a street hustler. I worked for my drugs. You know, I I'd get my paycheck and then I go run and do my drugs so i met this guy you know i gave him something to take me home and my father i think had been gone a year and he was he was talking about my dad not knowing that that was my dad and he said man I loved that man, he died, blah, blah, blah. And I knew, cause he said the date, I knew who it was. And I said, uh, what was his name? He said, man, but he was, he was my dad, but he wasn't my dad. Mm. But he treated me like his son and I loved him. And I said, Bill Cleveland. And he looked at me. He said, "Man, how did you know?" I say, "Because your dad was my dad." Huh. And he was like, "Oh man!" And we sat there. We pulled over and cried, 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 cried. So, I cleaned myself up, you know, and I think it it made me a better it made me a better person that I experienced that because before I got addicted I used to look down on people until I got addicted and I was out there with my peers and I was I was in the street I wasn't street wise so a few people took care of me, you know, they liked me cause I'm, I'm a likable person yeah. and they would tell me, you need to go home, man. You don't need to be out here. So I cleaned myself up and I would drive down the streets in Oakland and my mom would be with me and I'm like, hold on. And she said, where are you going? I said, I seen a friend. I hit the corner. Pull over, jump out the car, hug them. I mean, you all right? You need a couple of dollars. I mean, it really made me a better person. You're a good. Dude. I guess you know it's it's a it's a, it's a life lesson, and God showed me that way. You know, because like I. I should be dead, to tell the truth. I got caught in a few situations mm. where I just took that sigh and go, okay, if this is how it's going in, this is how it is. But I'm here talking to you. So God gave me a reason to be here. And I'm pretty sure I found that reason. Um, I have a friend that wants me to do some motivational speaking to some street kids. So with my new found lease on life and my determination now, like this is all happening within the last year and a half because I've learned that Hard work and dreams come true. If you believe, if you you get out I can get out of bed, I uh, I'm I'm di- I'm on disability. Mm. I I don't feel one hundred percent. I'll never be one hundred percent. I have spinal stenosis. Oof. I used to be a track star, now I can barely walk a straight line. And this happened when i hit 50 and my dad died at 53 my uncle died at 52 so i always thought that i wasn't gonna live much longer
0: yeah you definitely make a decision turn it around a little bit and looks like that's what you did
1: you know that's what i did um and I look at I look at life a lot different. It's a, a picture on my on my page where if you if you stumble, get up, don't give up, tomorrow is another day yeah. And every day I get out of bed is a good day. No matter how bad I feel, if I could get up, I could always make it better. And that's how I look at. That's how I look at life. And now the popularity with my mom's music. Yeah. And now me talking to you is is proving me right.
0: Heston Cleveland, you cannot end it better than that man it sounds like you've you've come up from hardships but you're putting all your focus into your mom's music and beyond man tell the people how, how to get a hold of you and how, how do you want them to connect to you and find out more about heston cleveland and about carrie cleveland and, and bill cleveland for that matter and find out more about what's going on in your situation
1: okay um you could message me on Instagram Heston dot on Twitter at Cleveland Heston. Uh, my Gmail is hestoncleveland five. You could also find me at ccclevelandmusic Cleveland Music. That's that's my mom's twitter page that she's never seen (laughs) (laughs) and uh also uh future guru 100
0: all right all right heston cleveland it's been an honor and a pleasure talking to you Uh, you have any last words for the people
1: uh listen to the album support my mom spotify soundcloud youtube check out the story it's it's uh on my page there's um a few articles you could youtuber and there's a television interview you could google her there's a fox news interview it's a hell of a story it's not just the music, it's, it's, it's the American dream, uh, a, a family love story.
0: Well, there you have it, party people. Heston Cleveland. Yeah. Can you hear the passion that he has for his mama and his dad? Can you hear it? Yes. Find the music of Carrie Cleveland all over. Over the interwebs. I, I found her whole album on YouTube and it's right there. I find it on Spotify as well. You can buy the album, uh, buy the vinyl, buy the CD, uh, buy it on iTunes. You can get it. Carrie Cleveland. And I see nothing but great things in the future for Heston Cleveland. He's turned his life around. Hey, he I don't, I don't know where these stories are going to go. And at the end, he gave a little, little bit of, of a personal uh demon that he was battling and it looks like he's come through it on the other side man helping people out i appreciate you chit-chatting with me heston cleveland i appreciate you man and your mom for that matter and uh you know big ups to your dad they had a great relationship making music together that's beautiful man that's beautiful creators Thanks again, Heston Cleveland, for being on the program. What makes you famous? If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you. Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radio dot com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radio what dot com, Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at what makes you famous follow on instagram at what makes you famous follow on twitter at makes famous and follow on youtube at keys dan leave what makes you famous podcast to review and subscribe Paypal.me forward slash Keysdan. Email info at radiowatt.com. What makes you famous podcast is a production of Keysdan Enterprises Incorporated at Keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What, the music you want with another great quote. You've got to dance like there's nobody watching. Love like you'll never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth william h perky the music you want is on RadioWhat.com. be on radio what's call 501-470-6386 say your name where you're from and you're listening to what the music you want is on radio